0: Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here. So I got a couple of listener emails asking how they could come on the show and talk about their cruise vacation. So if you want to come on the show and you just got back from a cruise, just email me, doug at cruiseradio.net. I record on Tuesday and Wednesdays uh, in the evenings typically, so uh, I'd love to have you on and come on the show, so shoot me an email there. Also, don't forget about our Cruise Radio Insider Facebook page. Yeah, just search Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook, and we'll add you to the group there, have some good conversation about some cruise news and all the good stuff. Uh, On this show, we'll get a review of Norwegian Jim out of New York City. Uh, And also a couple of weeks ago, actually a few weeks ago now, we were down in Port Canaveral celebrating a passenger's 100th cruise on Carnival Sensation. Yeah, it's really random. They sail the same ship for 100 times, but I guess they like it that much. So we'll talk to them in just a couple of seconds. We also talked with the cruise director aboard Carnival Sensation, Josh. So uh, we'll talk to him in a few minutes as well. But first, I introduce you to the lovely couple who have sailed on Carnival Sensation 100 times, Bernard and Janice Caffery. Let's listen to that interview right now. We're hanging out here on the Carnival Sensation in Port Canaveral with Bernard and Janice Caffery. Guys, I got to say, first off, I saw that you had 100 cruises on Carnival Sensation? Yes, one ship.
2: Wow. One
0: ship. Why, like, uh, why Carnival Sensation?
2: Because the crew members are so friendly. Uh, they're like family to us. We interface very well with them, and they interface very well with us. And uh, there's a lot of warmth between us and, our, and the crew members. And that's our primary reason for traveling on the Sensation.
0: Carnival Sensation does three and four nights Bahamas cruises. Janice, what makes it so appealing to you?
3: We enjoy coming here with embarkation. Embarkation is family to us. They really know what they're doing. It's very organized. When we come on the ship, it's coming home. And everybody remembers us and everybody hugs us. And we just totally enjoy it. We don't really care where the ship goes (laughs) because we aren't going to get off the ship anyway.
0: Very cool, and you guys live in Lakeland, Florida. So that's pretty close to the port of Tampa. What makes Port Canaveral so appealing?
3: Again, it's the convenience of coming here and not having any stress getting on the ship or getting off the ship, and while you're on the ship, and you're comfortable. It's a big difference in going to the other ports where there's so much more confusion, so much more traffic and congestion. And I was going to
0: say I was just on Carnival Legend last yeah. summer at uh, a Tampa, and oh. it, that place can be a disaster.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Any plans to sail outside of Sensation anytime soon?
3: Uh, we'll be going back and forth between Paradise and Sensation. We, we've gotten to know a lot of people there too, but the Sensation is home. Sensation's number one.
0: these it's so funny because ships are getting bigger and badder, well, I say badder in a good way these days with Fun Ship 2.0, and this ship is just a fantasy class ship, stripped to the basics. Right. Do you have any appeal to go on the bigger ships? No.
3: No? Not <laughs> at all. Um, there's too much walking. You're basically a number on the other ships. There Everybody is so busy, they don't really have time to interface with you the way they would on the small ships like this. Here, everybody knows you, knows your name, knows about you. We know about them and their families, and it's important to us.
0: This is your 142nd cruise total. I want to ask both of you all the same question. How do you stay so skinny?
2: Everybody asks that question. When we first started cruising, uh, we put on some weight, but uh, about 25 pounds apiece. But then we uh, learned that everything in moderation. And so we learned to uh, eat what was necessary, not feeling that it was our last meal.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> What's your secret, Janice?
3: The same thing. You just eat, you know, if you want something, order it, take a few bites, push it away. That, that's it. And it's not that we deprive ourselves because by far we don't. We eat desserts, we eat whatever we want. We just don't overindulge.
2: Well, I want to also tell you that when we ever have some special needs made, we, we know all the chefs on these ships, and they, they, uh, they accommodate us for almost anything that we ask for.
0: Speaking of food, favorite food on Carnival Sensation, what's your dish? Prime rib. What about you, Janice?
3: Um, I might say the lobster. Nice,
0: nice, nice. I like a little surfing turf with both of y'all together there. We've been talking with Bernard and Janice Caffrey from Lakeland, Florida, on their 100th cruise aboard Carnival Sensation. God bless y'all. Thank you so much for being here. One other thing. Go ahead. One other thing.
2: We're, we're staying on here for two, so when we go home, it'll be 101 times. Oh.
0: Back-to-back action. Thanks for being here, my dear.
3: Thank you very much.
0: We're sitting here with Josh Waitsman from Chicago, which, uh, first off, i got to say, you being from Chicago and in Port Canaveral right now, I'm sure you're loving that.
1: Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) I talked to my family yesterday. They're still digging themselves out of the snow. So uh, so it's kind of funny. My brother actually hung up on me today. I told him, I was was like, so how's everything going? Ah, I commuted an hour and a half into the city today. I had a big meeting, have 24 hours of work to do. What about you? I go, I don't know. I woke up, checked my Internet, went for a swim. (laughs) Enjoying 80 degree weather? I hate you. Hung up. I screw you. So, Josh, we sailed together back
0: on Carnival Glory, July of 2012 out of Boston on the Canada New England sailing. You bounce around a
1: lot. I've actually, I was just figuring this out the other day. Uh, now, been on 19 Carnival ships, wow. cruise director on 14 of them. So, I've been around the world, been lucky enough to have been all over the world uh, 11 years now with the company. You're catching up to John Heald. Uh, I got a while to go before anybody catches up to John. It's going to take me a long time.
0: I was just talking to Bernard and Janice Caffrey. They they're just they on their 100th sailing on Carnival Sensation right now. I got to say, that has to be a testament to how good this ship
1: is. Well, I actually truly believe, you know, and I've worked with many, many teams. This is absolutely one of the top-tier teams that I've been with, from Captain uh, Costi, Hotel Director Andrew Mace, uh, and the rest of the senior officers. Really, really lucky. We have a really tight-knit crew here, and the— uh, the staff is just amazing. You feel this really, really excellent vibe when you come on the ship. And I know you hear that all the time, but truth is, I've been here since December, and I've been placed here as part of the core team, and uh, really, really kind of excited. I haven't been on a smaller ship in a long time, and it's got this really intimate feel. And uh, having Janice and Bernie come on 100 cruises, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, it just blows your mind. Can you imagine just cruising 100 times in general, but 100 times on the same ship? Which, if I'm not mistaken... This is the first and only time in the, in the cruise industry that a couple people have actually cruised 100 times on one ship. So I'm proud. And since I've been here, and I've only been here for a handful, about three or four months now, they've cruised with me four or five times. So they, they're family. They're absolutely family, and we're excited for all the events and everything we have planned this cruise. Once they get off the ship, they're actually doing a back-to-back. They told me so. This will
0: be their 101st once they get off, which is really cool.
1: 101, yeah. unbelievable. So we've got a we got a lot of work to do to make sure that it lives up to their standards, right? Yeah, totally. So we're sitting here
0: in Port Canaveral, looking around. There's six ships around us. Uh, a lot of Carnival FunShip 2.0 ships are out here. This one, an older ship, a Fantasy class ship, a Carnival Sensation. Yes. Uh, Here
1: we go, but, but, but. But but we're the best looking. Yes. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. I was going to ask you my question.
0: What makes Carnival Sensation so appealing? Because there's so much other offerings on
1: these bigger Carnival ships. I think this is actually a really good ship for those who want to... A lot of first-time cruisers here. By the way, the, the rate of first-time cruisers on the Sensation is much higher than the other ships. Three- and four-day run, the itinerary, allows people to kind of get in, get a feel for what cruising is about. And uh, a lot of times they'll they'll use this as sort of a, uh, I don't know, a litmus test as to what they think about cruises and the ships and... And this is the the way to travel. And then they go and ultimately end up on the other vessels. But we're proud to say this is actually a a really high rate of first-time cruisers. And we love it. They're party people. we got some great crowds. The shows are packed. The activities are always packed. They never go to bed. They're they're trying to pack as much into as as 72 short hours as possible. So for us, it always keeps us on our toes. Never get dull. What's your favorite activity in Bahamas? Oh, jeez. For me, um... I'm not big beach guy. I'm not the guy. I kind of like, uh, when I get out in the sun, my skin just kind of turns red flakes off and... (laughs) Just I, I I turned completely white. It looked like the State Puff Marshmallow Man. So uh, I'm not, I'm not a big sun guy. So for me, I love the more adventurous kind of types. Like I love, uh, I love going exploring in NASA, or I love swimming with the dolphins. You know, we've got a private island at Balmoral, still one of my favorite tours. Catamaran sailing and snorkeling. I love getting in the water, and I love doing that. And obviously, as you know, the Bahamas are some of the best spots in the entire world. Josh, good seeing you, my friend. Doug, you're the best. I love your show, by the way, uh, and uh, I appreciate everything you've done. This is Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio
0: is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around the clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So, whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com.
4: If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel. Or go to iTunes and search
3: Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio.
0: We always enjoy getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Listener Ashley from Michigan just returned from an eight-night Florida Bahamas cruise on Norwegian Gym, and that's out of New York City, right, Ashley? Yes. Okay, very good. So first off, welcome to the show.
4: Thanks. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Love having you here. And let's take a step back before we step on the ship, and give me your pre-cruise thoughts. Like, What made you want to take this eight-night Florida Bahamas cruise from New York City?
4: Well, the first thing is I'm a teacher, so I was looking for something in the summer, Mm -hmm. and then looking at kind of comparing all the cruises out of really anywhere in the East Coast. We were pretty open coming from Michigan. We found this cruise, and the price really couldn't be beat for eight days. And it just ha- it happened that it was a Saturday to Sunday. So my husband only had to take one, work, uh, one week off of work, which was perfect.
0: Nice. Very cool. So getting from Michigan to New York City and then to the cruise pier, what kind of logistics did you do there?
4: Well, we drove... And we ended up parking. Um, I don't know if you ever looked at parking at Port Manhattan. You like, have to sell your kidney or something. Yes. So <laughs> we ended up parking in New Jersey at Port Imperial. Mm-hmm. And we took a ferry across. And then it's about a 10 block walk. Or I guess you could take a cab, but it wasn't bad for us.
0: Yeah, nice. Very nice. It was, it was about half the price. Yeah, yeah. Because what it's like, parking's like 35 or 45 bucks a day there, I think.
4: Yeah, it was. it was up there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is, it's insane. Um, very nice. So you get to the cruise pier there, Manhattan Cruise Terminal, and you go to get on the ship. So how was embarkation for you?
4: It was really smooth for us, but we also got there. I think we ended up getting on the ferry at about 9 a.m., and we were at the port by 9.30. So we just kind of had some sitting around and waiting to do, but then they gave out numbers, and it was, it was a breeze to get right on the ship.
0: Nice. And what were your first impressions of Norwegian Jim?
4: I loved it. When you first walk into the atrium, they have gems on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little touch. It's a, it's a really great ship.
0: Nice. So you make your way through the public areas and go into your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it?
4: We had an obstructed ocean view on Deck 8, which it was a little bit tight, mm-hmm. um, It was fine for the two of us, but yeah, if you had one more person in
0: there, you could probably have a hard time moving (laughs) around. Nice, nice. So one thing Norwegian is known for is freestyle cruising, so they have a lot of dining options to eat when you want, where you want. So let's talk about that for a minute. So we'll start at the top at the buffet area and work our way down. What did you think of the buffet on Norwegian Gym?
4: The buffet was okay. We didn't eat, eat there too much. We really ate a lot more in the main dining room um even for breakfast and lunch. They had a, a bunch of different stations and it seemed like they had the same things like two or three times around two so it wouldn't get too crowded in there which was kind of nice.
0: Very nice. And uh, how about the main dining room?
4: We actually preferred one of the main dining rooms over the other. We found that Magenta, the service was better. Mm-hmm. They gave you more bread without asking and you know you got coffee with dessert without having to ask for it. Whereas Grand Pacific it was I kind of felt like they were trying to get out get you out of there a little faster.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> how about specialty dining? Do you do any of that?
4: Yeah, actually, we ate at, was it LA Bistro, Cagney's, Moderno, and also Orchid Garden, the Asian restaurant. Mm-hmm.
0: Which one was your favorite?
4: Cagney's and Moderno were tied, yeah. although I'd probably give edge to Cagnes. It was probably one of the best steaks I've ever had.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never had, um, have been to an Asian restaurant on a Norwegian ship. How was that?
4: It was okay. I mean, since I made them free, it got really busy in there. That was the only time we had to wait for any of the uh, any of the included restaurants. hmm so that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're going on Norwegian. Yeah, the Asian restaurants—they're not really as big as the main dining room, so there's some waiting to do there.
0: Sure. Did you book these in advance, or did you wait? Till you got on the ship.
4: I did the three specialty restaurants. We booked them right when we got on, mm-hmm. and there was still a lot available. But if you waited till the day of, you, you were going have to have—you know—you're going to have to struggle, I think, to find something. Yeah. Especially with the dining plan promotion going on right now. Yeah.
0: Sure. No doubt. Uh, let's talk about entertainment aboard Norwegian Jim, What did you think of the entertainment on board?
4: We did the Second City show, which was really, really funny. We didn't go to any of the other shows, but we loved the Second City. That was, that was a lot of fun. We did go to the, they had an unscripted show one night, but mm-hmm. we went to the family one, and I didn't really think that one was, was as funny. I wish we would have had a chance to go to the adult one to, to check that one. So.
0: Nice. So what did you find yourself doing in the evenings around the ship? Just curious.
4: Um, we went to a lot of the musicians. They had a piano player and a guitar player or mm-hmm. um, a couple of bands that were really good.
0: Good, very good. Uh, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea days with the flow of passengers and all of that. So what were your impressions of the Norwegian gym while it was at sea?
4: Garden Cafe, the buffet, got so crowded. Mm-hmm. It was like you had to wear your boxing gloves when <laughs> you went there. So we kind of that was one of the reasons why we did a lot of our dining at the main dining rooms mm-hmm. on the sea days. Because, yeah, it, there, I mean, there would be tables, but just to get to the table was, was a madhouse.
0: How was the outside areas uh, during sea days?
4: I found that there were a lot of lounge chairs out in the sun. Mm-hmm. But if you were looking for a shaded spot, if you're like me and, you know, you're not in the crazy heat all the time, <laughs> you we to. preferred the shade. And those, you had to get there probably about, you know, before breakfast and set your stuff down to ah. kind of
0: save your spot. Otherwise, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, let's talk about the ports you hit.
4: We went to Port Canaveral, Nassau, and Great Stirrup Cay.
0: Okay. And which one was your favorite?
4: I feel really weird saying this, but I had the most fun in Port
0: Canaveral. Oh, wow. Okay. Why is that? <laughs>
4: um, we went to the Kennedy Space Center. Oh, nice. Okay. And we uh, we rented a car and drove there because it was a lot cheaper than doing the excursion through Norwegian. And I guess that's a tip for anyone, too. If you rent a car, a lot of times they'll give you coupons mm-hmm. for the local attractions, and we, we save some extra money that way, too
0: is uh, i've always wondered this because i live like two hours from port canaveral when a ship calls to port canaveral from like the northeast or whatnot do they spend a lot of time there
4: our ship did i think we got in about 6 a.m and we didn't leave until 9 30.
0: oh wow okay so if you wanted to go to disney or something you could do that too then probably
4: Oh yeah those were those excursions were offered, except they were pretty expensive,
0: yeah, Disney gets you coming and going anyways, as a Floridian, so I can't yeah. imagine what <laughs> what it would be on on going from a cruise ship with transfers and everything. very nice. Yeah. um what did you do in Nassau?
4: We just kind of walked around, we took the ferry over to um Paradise Island mm-hmm. and kind of walked around, but it was so hot. We were back on the ship by noon.
0: Nice. I'm actually going to Nassau here pretty soon. Do you remember what that ferry rate was going back and forth?
4: I think it was was it eight dollars round. Trip. Okay. All right.
0: That works. That yeah. It wasn't bad. Not bad. And of course, Great Stirrup K is their private island, which there's not a dock, so there's a tender there. So uh, did you get mm-hmm. off the ship, and what did you do?
4: We did. We rented a clamshell, mm-hmm. which was nice, so it was just a little covered spot. And I heard some people with K kids saying that they were really glad they rented one of those because then the kids could come and go and always find where their parents were, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of a good thing. It was nice for us because, like I said, I can't sit out in the sun for too long. and I'm pretty sure my skin would melt. (laughs) (laughs) And then we rented uh, stand-up paddle boards, too, which was fun.
0: Very cool. If you didn't rent one of those little cabanas or clamshells, is there space out there or would you just be baking in the sun?
4: There were some trees every once in a while, but most of the, the chairs were in the sun.
0: Gotcha. They do that strategically, I bet.
4: (laughs) I am sure. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: Uh, Very good. And then uh, you make your way back to New York City. So let's talk about some first-time tips you may have for anyone considering sailing either A, out of New York City, or B, sailing Norwegian Gym.
4: Well, the one thing we found, we expected with the freestyle dining and the freestyle cruising that it would be a little bit more laid back. And I'm guessing since they were sailing out of New York City, everyone was really dressed up pretty much every day, Mm -hmm. even on the you know, the casual days and in the casual restaurants, like everyone, the women were wearing skirts and the men were wearing, you know, dress black. That kind of caught me off guard. I mean, we didn't mind it, but I didn't really pack for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Very um, nice.
4: We had the beverage package too. So we pretty much checked out every single bar on the ship. And our favorite was the sugarcane mojito bar. So that nice. You have to go check that out. It's kind of hidden. It's in actually inside of Modernos, but it was, yeah, the best bar I would say on the whole ship.
0: How many drinks a day can you do with the beverage package?
4: I don't know what the limit is, but I never hit it. <laughs>
0: okay, good. <laughs> Let's get your final thoughts of Norwegian gym.
4: You know, I've never done one of the bigger ships, but I I loved the ship. It was, you know, it took a couple days for us to kind of get to know it. I would definitely recommend the Norwegian Gym. There's so much different places to eat and to drink, and there's lots of little hidden spots in the ship. We like sitting in the library and um, the Spinnaker I think it was the Spinnaker Lounge during the day. It was kind of quieter in
0: there. Nice. Okay, very good. And uh, by the way, Ashley, I have to say, you're a really good photographer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was looking through your uh, website here. It's goseedophotos.com if you want to check that out. I'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with Ashley from Michigan. Ashley, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was fun.